Welcome to Main Menu for the week of October 5th through October 11th, 2012. I'm your host, David Tanner, and very happy to have you with us here today on Main Menu. In case you haven't noticed, it's a very busy time of the year right now and has been for the last couple of months in the technology and assistive technology field, and we here at Main Menu are very pleased to be able to keep you abreast of the latest going on in the technology field and the assistive technology field. Over the coming weeks, we're going to be covering quite a number of things that we think you're going to be interested in keeping abreast of. We're going to have some Windows 8 coverage. We're going to be covering an upcoming new release of NVDA. We are also going to be hearing about the latest release of iBill, which has been a very popular money reader that folks have been using for now a couple of years, and now they are coming out with a new release of the iBill. For those of you who are JAWS for Windows users or are following the release coming up of JAWS 14, and maybe you have been taking a look at the first beta of JAWS 14, you may be interested in knowing, and you may not already know, that just yesterday on October 4th, Freedom Scientific released a second public beta of JAWS 14. It is release 14.0.730, and they have released that with a new feature that is a major feature in the new release called Flexible Web. It is a new way of being able to browse the web, and I'm sure Mary Emerson will be covering that in her JAWS 14 beta coverage in the coming weeks, and you'll want to take a look at that and see what this new feature is all about. Well, let's get into now what's covered today here on Main Menu. We're going to start out with David Woodbridge talking about the changes in the accessibility in iOS 6 for your iDevice. Then Mary Emerson comes along, and she is going to introduce us to the first beta of JAWS 14. Then David Woodridge comes back, and he's going to talk to us about the ability now to use voiceover speech and Braille with the Zoom's large print on your iOS device. We haven't been able to do that until now. If you were using voiceover, you couldn't use Zoom's, and you couldn't use voiceover if you were using Zoom's. And we now can do that, and David's going to talk to us a little bit about how to do that and so forth. And then finally, David comes back to us, and he's going to show us all about how to take a DAISY book that you have on your Mac and how to copy that to your iOS device using iTunes and play that book with read to go And that's what's up this week on Main Menu. All of us here on the Main Menu team consider your thoughts, questions, suggestions, and any other feedback that you may have very important. To interact with us on the show, you can send an email to mainmenu at acbradio.org. That's mainmenu at acbradio.org. 
If you would like to find past show archives and more information about Main Menu, you can visit our website at mainmenu.acvradio.org. If you would like to interact with us on Twitter and see all the latest show news, you can follow us by visiting www.twitter.com slash mainmenu or by following at mainmenu. If you would like to receive show announcements in your inbox and interact with other Main Menu listeners, you can subscribe to the Main Menu Friends mailing list by sending a blank email to mm-friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. That's mm-friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. Anytime that you have any comments, questions, or suggestions that you would like us to hear, please get in touch with us. The following presentation is brought to you on Main Menu, courtesy of David Woodbridge and Vision Australia. To find out more about Vision Australia, visit them on the web at www.visionaustralia.org. Vision Australia. Blindness and low vision services. Welcome to this iOS 6 demonstration. In this demonstration, I thought it was a good time to revisit the accessibility panel in iOS as there are a few new options and a few slight tweaks to the accessibility panel. So let me first of all say that I've got my iPhone, in my case 4S, turned on. VoiceOver is running and I'm currently sitting at the home screen of my iPhone. I should also note that I've currently got hints turned off with VoiceOver. Now as we all know, to get to the accessibility panel we need to go to Settings, General and then Accessibility. And the gestures for VoiceOver of course are the one finger flick left or right to move by item left or right on the screen, drag a finger around on the screen to find the item we want and then of course the one finger double tap anywhere on the screen to activate the last item we heard. So I'm going to find my settings control on the screen. So I'm going to touch the middle of the screen. iTunes. Now I'm going to do a one finger flick to the right until I get to the settings icon. App Store. Settings. Okay, there's settings. So one finger double tap to activate. Settings. Now I touch towards the bottom of the screen to find general. General. Button. And a one finger double tap to activate again. General. Settings. Back button. Touch towards the bottom of the screen again. iTunes Wi-Fi Sync. Button. I'm going to scroll the screen up with three finger flick up. Rows 8 to 16 of 16. And touch towards the bottom of the screen. Into accessibility. Button. Okay, there's accessibility. One finger double tap. Accessibility. General. Back button. And now I'm basically going to do a one finger flick to the right to move through the accessibility panel. Accessibility. Heading. Vision. Heading. Okay, so vision's the first heading. VoiceOver on button. VoiceOver and the status is currently on. And of course, if I did a one finger double tap now, we would go into that VoiceOver settings panel. So one finger flick to the right. Zoom off button. Zoom and the status is currently off. And again, I can do a one finger double tap to go into Zoom options. And of course, to also turn Zoom on as well. Remembering that we can actually run Zoom and VoiceOver together now in iOS 6. 
So one finger flick to the right. Large text, off, button. Large text, that's currently off. Now I want to show you a change in this particular panel. Let me do a one finger double tap to open it. Large text, accessibility, back button. Okay, one finger flick to the right. Large text, heading, selected, off. Okay, so off is currently selected. 20 points, A, B, C. And you can hear it how it says now 20 point and then ABC. 24 points ABC. 24 points ABC. Now as a non-visual person I'm assuming the ABC is there so that when you one finger double tap on one of the font sizes that you can actually see the font visually as far as the letters ABC goes. And of course, if I keep flicking through, just as a reminder where you can actually use this larger font. 32 points, ABC. 40 points, 48 points, ABC. 56 points, ABC. View larger text and mail, contacts, calendars, messages, and notes. Heading. Okay, so that's actually where you can actually use the larger font point in mail, notes, calendar, etc. So I'm going to do a two-finger scrub to go back. Accessibility. General, back button. One finger flick to the right again. Accessibility, heading, vision, heading, voiceover, on, zoom, off, large text, off, but invert colors, off. Okay, invert colors is currently off. I do one finger double tap. On. It's a toggle. Okay, so there's no panel to go into. It's just a toggle to invert the colors on the screen. So I'll do one finger double tap again. Off. Turn it off. One finger flick to the right. Speak selection, off. Button. Speak selection is currently off. If I do one finger double tap on that one. Speak selection. Accessibility. Back button. One finger flick to the right. Speak selection. Heading. Speak selection. Off. Okay, if I do one finger double tap now, I turn it on. A speak button will appear when you select text. Heading. Okay, a speak button will appear when text is selected. So for folks that don't want to use voiceover, but they want to have highlighted text spoken. This is actually a very useful function. So two fingers scrub to go back to the previous screen and of course I could also find the back button at the top left hand side of the screen to go back as well. Accessibility. General. Back okay, button. Finger flick to the right. Accessibility. Voice of zoom. Large text. Invert color. Speak selection. Off. Button. Speak auto text. On. Okay. Speak auto text is currently on and this is a toggle. One finger double tap. Off. Off. One finger double tap again. On. Turns it on. One finger flick to the right. Automatically speak auto corrections and auto capitalizations. Heading. Okay, that's the heading for that auto text toggle. Hearing. Heading. Here's the next heading, which is the hearing. One finger flick to the right. Hearing aids. Button. Hearing aids. Now in this option, one finger double tap. Hearing aids. Accessibility. One Back button. One finger to the right. Hearing aids. Heading. Devices. Heading. Searching. Dimmed. Okay, it's currently searching for compatible hearing aids to use with iOS 6, and in this case with my iPhone 4S. So I'm going to go back for two-finger scrub. Accessibility. General. Back button. Now remember in another demo, I said that there's the heading option on the rotor to move through screens. So rather than me flicking through this screen again with one finger, I'm actually going to do a two-finger rotate to headings on my rotor. Volume. Punctuation. As you can tell, Hints. I've got other things turned on on my rotor. Headings. That I've covered in another audio demo. I'm going to do one finger flick down to move by headings on this panel. Accessibility. Heading. Vision. Heading. Okay, that's the vision one we've already talked about with voiceover and zoom. Automatically speak auto corrections and auto capitalizations. Heading. That's the auto text heading. Hearing. Heading. 
hearing, and that's what we're currently up to now. So now I'm going to do one finger flick to the right to go item by item now. Hearing aids, button, LED flash for alerts, off. Okay, LED flash for alerts, so one finger double tap. On. Turns it on, one finger double tap, off. turns it off. So a light LED flash besides the sound as well. So one finger flick to the right. Mono audio, off. Mono audio puts the stereo into stereo mono. Okay, it's a toggle, one finger double tap. On. On, one finger double tap. Off. Turns it off. So one finger flick to the right. Left, right stereo balance. Left, right stereo balance. 50%. Adjustable. 50%. And if I do one more finger flick to the right. Adjust the audio volume balance between left and right channels. Heading. Okay, it tells you what the option's for. So one finger flick to the right again. Learning. Heading. And error on the learning heading. Guided access. On. Button. Guided access. And if I went to this one with the one finger double tap, the status is currently on. Guided access. Accessibility. Back button. We have a panel. One finger flick to the right. Guided access. Heading. Guided access. On. Okay, it's currently on. And this is the item where you can limit the areas of an application that will be controllable by the user and also to stop the user coming out of the application via the use of the home button. One finger flick to the right. Guided access keeps the iPhone in a single app and allows you to control which features are available. To start guided access, triple click the home button in the app you want to use. Heading. Okay, and it just explained the use of guided access. Now if we do another one finger flick to the right. Set passcode button. Set passcode for guided access. Set the passcode used when guided access is enabled. Heading. Enable screen sleep. Off. Enable screen sleep. The screen will dim after a period of inactivity. Pressing the sleep slash wait button will put the screen to sleep immediately. Okay, and that's it for this panel. So two fingers scrub to go back to the previous screen, the main accessibility panel. Accessibility. General. Back button. Okay, and I'm still on headings on my writer, so I can do one finger flick down. Accessibility. Vision. Choose root. Hearing. Automatically learning. Heading. Okay, back down to learning. One finger flick to the right. Guided access. On. Button. Physical and motor. Heading. Okay, now we're on to physical and motor. Assistive touch. Off. Button. Assistive touch. Now I've currently got mine turned off, and of course with assistive touch, one finger dub tap to go into the panel. Assistive touch. Accessibility. Back button. One finger flick to the right. Assistive touch. Heading. Assistive touch. Off. Okay, that's currently off. One finger flick to the right. Assistive touch allows you to use your iPhone if you have difficulty touching the screen or if you require an adaptive accessory. Heading. Okay, and that's it for the explanation. But basically, when I turn assistive touch on now with VoiceOver in iOS 6, both of them will work together. So at the top left-hand side of the screen, you'll get an assistive touch menu. When you double tap on that with VoiceOver, you'll get a few options such as Siri, favorites for favorite custom gestures, device such as multitasking, etc., and a function to directly access your home button, of course, to come out of the application that you may be sitting in, for example. So let me do a two-finger scrub to go back. Accessibility. General. Back button. Okay, one finger flick down. Accessibility. Heading. Vision. Choose root. Learning. Automatic learning. Physical and motor. Heading. Okay, one finger flick to the right. Assistive touch. Off. Home click speed. Default. Button. Okay, home click speed. One finger double tap. That's currently set to default. Home click speed. Accessibility. Back button. And this is how fast you need to press the home button for twice for app switcher and three times for triple click. So I did one finger flick to the right. Home click speed. Heading. Adjust the speed required to activate double and triple click home. Heading. Selected. Default. So I've got default speed. Slow. Slow or. Slowest. 
slowest. And pressing any of those three will give you a vibration pulse so that you can feel how fast the actual tap on the home button needs to be. So for example, if I do one finger double tap on the slowest, selected, pulse, slowest, pulse, pulse. Okay, so it's fairly slow. So if I one finger flick back to the left, slow, default. Okay, there's default, one finger double tap, selected, pulse, default, pulse, pulse, pulse. Okay, so it's a lot faster for default. Okay, two fingers scroll to go back. Accessibility, general, back button. One finger flick down. Access vision, hearing, adjust the audio, learning, physical and motor. Heading. Then one finger flick to the right. Assistive touch. Off. Home click speed. Default. Button. Incoming calls. Default. Button. Okay. Incoming calls is default button. If I do one finger double tap. Incoming calls. One finger flick to the right. Incoming calls. Selected. Default. Headset. Okay. So I've got headset. For someone's default, which is currently selected. Speaker. Or speaker. Okay. So I can set up where I want incoming calls audio to be diverted to. So I'm going to leave that on default for the moment. So I'm going to do it two fingers scrub to go back. Accessibility. General. Back button. One finger flick down as you go through the headings again. Accessibility. Vision. Hearing. Adjust the audio. Learning. Physical and motor. Heading. Assistive touch. Home clicks. Incoming calls. Choose route for incoming calls. Physical and motor. Heading. Triple click home. Ask. Button. Okay. And physical and motor again for triple click home is currently set to ask because I'm actually also using guided access. And if I go into triple click home, one finger double tap. Triple click. Accessibility. Okay, one finger flick Back to button. The right. Triple click. Heading. Triple click the home button for heading. Selected. Guided access. Dimmed. Okay, one finger flick to the right. That's guided access. Selected. Voiceover. Voiceover. One finger flick to the right. Invert colors. Invert colors is not currently selected. Zoom. Zoom is not currently selected. Selected. Assistive touch. And assistive touch is also currently selected. Okay, so. Basically now, I guess the added option in there is guided access. So two fingers scrub to go back. Accessibility. General. Back button. Okay, and that's it for the accessibility panel. And what you'll find now, as you may have noticed, is that all these options can now interrelate with each other, whether you're using the learning physical motor options or whether you're using the hearing visual or screen reader options. They all now interrelate. So let me just press the home button to go back to the home screen. Settings. And that concludes this demonstration of the brief overview of the accessibility panel in iOS 6 using VoiceOver. Thanks for listening and bye for now. Vision Australia. Blindness and low vision services. everybody, this is Mary Emerson, and today we're going to talk about JAWS 14. This is the beta, which came out on September the 12th, 2012, and I am running JAWS 14.0.500. When I installed it, it downloaded OmniPage. Things were moving quite well through the installation until we got to around 82%. And at that time, I found a note on the screen that said installing OmniPage. And it sat there for about 10 minutes, maybe a bit longer than that. And finally, things started moving again, and we were up to around 90 to 92%, and the installation finished. 
Fortunately, with this installation of the JAWS 14 beta, I could get the merge utility to work so I could bring all of my JAWS 13 settings into JAWS 14 without any problem. I also had to reboot at least once. I had to use the custom installation because I knew that I had to install the Braille Edge driver. It was already on the machine, but I had to tell JAWS about it. And even now, sometimes I have a little bit of a problem getting Braille to come up when JAWS comes up. One problem that I used to have with JAWS 13 that has been fixed in JAWS 14 beta is that when I set it up so that JAWS came up with the logon dialog, it would not come up again when the desktop came up. So in JAWS 14, at least this morning, when I turned on the PC, I decided to try that and I set it so that JAWS would start at the logon dialog, which it did. And this morning, it came up both times. So I no longer have to rely on the Windows sound. I can have JAWS for everything now, for the startup and for the desktop. Since I don't have Windows 8 and I'm not using it, I think it skipped a lot of things related to Windows 8. If you download the beta, make sure that you get the proper beta because there's one for 32-bit systems such as XP and there's a 64-bit version for Windows 7 and 8. There is a list of features that are new to JAWS 14 on the web. You can go to freedomscientific.com and look at the news item for September 12th. It's right there on the home page and it will point you to where you can download the software or where you can get more information and even where you can listen to the August podcast which is part one of a two-part edition that will describe features of JAWS 14. Most of the rest of this is going to be taken from my podcast in which I described many of the features that were mentioned in the August edition of the FSCast podcast. Many of the things mentioned here are products that I don't use, but I want to include them just for your information so that you can know what's going on. There is an internet feature that they did not talk about, but I think that's going to be presented in the September FSCast. They now have vocalizer voices, which include Tom and Samantha and I suppose a few others. They sound similar to real speak in some ways, and they said that in the help, when the regular version of JAWS 14 comes out, it will show not the real speak, but it will show these new voices. Right now, with the beta, they still have real speak in the help menus. They're fairly similar. They have Jill as one of the women's voices for U.S. English, and they have Tom and Samantha, and they have a whole bunch of new ones. They've got Irish and Scottish and South African. They have a lot of different languages, a lot of Eastern European languages. They don't have samples for all these voices, though. Some of them, especially the more exotic languages like Basque, they don't have the samples up there yet, but I think they're coming. They also said that once the vocalizer voices get into the help menu, the real speak voices will disappear because there will no longer be a need for real speak. There are differences. For one thing, they're larger. Vocalizer Premium requires about 100 meg of storage, and the High Premium, which is another version of the vocalizer voices, 
uses about 300 meg of storage, so it's larger, but the quality is apparently better. And this is for one voice, so as you can tell, it is quite large. So if you have one voice, it's going to take either 100 meg or 300 meg for that voice, depending on what version of vocalizer you get. And you'll be able to get to them the same way that you did with the real speak voices. And they seem to be much more responsive than real speak, almost as good as eloquence. So if you want a more human type of voice, then you can go to these vocalizer voices. There was quite a discussion on FSCast about Windows 8. And they made it look very much like, this. well, this is my impression, it's like a new way of doing a lot of the same old stuff, because they said that Windows 7 stuff is still going to work in Windows 8. The shutdown procedure is that you go to the desktop with Windows M, and then you Alt F4, and that puts you into the usual shutdown dialog so you can do your sleep or your shutdown or whatever you want to do. They talk about the Metro Store which has a lot of applications and JAWS apparently knows which ones will not work. So that's great. At least you'll have a little bit of an idea what's going to work and what isn't going to work. The JAWS cursor is still in Windows 8. There was some concern about that. I remember hearing that repeatedly in various places and he did a demo. There's an accessibility driver, so we will have a JAWS cursor, but we will not have a certain function, which I'll get to in a minute. To demo, what they did was they went to the JAWS window, they opened the About box, and they tabbed around in there, and there's apparently some static text in there that, if you use a tab key, it doesn't read it. So what they did was they routed the JAWS cursor to the PC and that apparently lets you down arrow through this text that is normally not readable. So there's your off-screen model and that's kind of cool. However, there's no unrestricted mode. Unrestricted mode is still there for Windows 7 and previous versions of Windows, and I'll show you that right now. I'm going to go to JAWS cursor, JAWS, and I'm going to press insert plus R. Real, current, focus, frame, unrestricted. And I am running Windows 7 Home Premium, and I'm going to go back to the PC. PC. And there we go. Getting back to Windows 8 and the lack of the unrestricted mode, you're limited to the current window. And that's what the off-screen model is going to let you read. I don't know how we can get around it. So you can't read across the screen like you could before. There are two versions of Internet Explorer 10 in Windows 8. For example, if you don't use a tablet or a phone version of Windows, you can use, and you probably should use, the one on the desktop, and that's fine. However, there is a Metro application tile on the start screen, but it's got some problems because you can't get to favorites, so don't know what's going to happen with that. And this Metro thing has a different look to it. Some of the stuff is at the bottom of the screen where it usually isn't in the regular desktop version of IE. So, not as useful, not as accessible. 
And then there was some comment about Microsoft Outlook. Starting with 2007, they used Word for reading and composing email messages, and that caused a problem because if you had HTML in your messages, you can only read that from within your web browser. Well, what they did with JAWS 14 is they took the HTML messages and they virtualized them. So you can feel like you're back in a document again rather than actually being out on the website. It feels and it works like you're still in Outlook in Word. So you can still, even if you're on the web, you can cut and paste and select and all that stuff in those HTML messages just like you're reading a regular email because it's virtualized it for you. This is supposed to be seamless so you don't really have to do anything to make this work. Changes to text analyzer. You're told a lot more detail about font changes, and they did a demo of this, which was quite interesting. It'll tell you color changes. It'll tell you missing initial uppercase letters. For example, beginning of a name or beginning of a sentence doesn't have a capital. It also tells you if you've got too many spaces between words. Font changes, like fonts changing to underline missing closed quotation marks or other quotations missing, changing from 14-point to 18-point font size, missing closed or open parentheses, inverted capital letters, and on and on it goes. And indentation even. There's some clipboard stuff. In addition to appending to the clipboard, you can actually virtualize the clipboard. I think it actually does this for you so that when you're in the clipboard, you can take parts and paste them in your documents. You don't have to paste your whole clipboard into a document anymore. You can select. It's insert space C. And Microsoft Windows uses Windows C. So I guess it uses Windows plus other letters and other characters. So commands in JAWS that used that, they now use the Windows insert C insert being the JAWS key, to append to the clipboard. When you put stuff in the clipboard like this, the font information is removed and you just get plain text. If you got something that you're copying and it happens to be in a different font and it's got information, it'll take that font information out and you just get plain text in your clipboard. In email and on the web, you can select text as you do in Word. If you've got a big block of text on a website and you want to copy it into something else, at the beginning of the part to select, you do a Control-Windows-K, and that puts a temporary place marker in there. Then you go to the end of the block of text, and you do an insert space, and then you release those keys and you type the letter M to mark the end of the text. It's a layered command. And then that block of text you can copy to the clipboard, you can copy and paste, and much easier than using the shift and arrow keys to mark the stuff and you go line by line. Make sure you got all those lines in that you wanted and it's tedious, but this is just really awesome. We're going to try this right now. I have set up an email message to myself and I'm going to paste something from the NLS website into this email. Alt-Tab. Selection by recently added books. To the books. I'm at the top of a book title, and I'm going to press Control-Windows-K to start the block. Temporary place marker set. Heading level 4 Goliath. And I'm going to arrow down to the end of annotation. 
Western Fiong Atlang, Elegant and World Link Download Goliath, DB74300. Passed to the very next item and then backspace because I want to get to the very end of the annotation. Heading level 4, Dreams of the Dead, space 9. And we're on 9, which is the last number in the book number. Go one space forward to get past it. Space. And we're where we want to be. Insert space and then the letter M. Insert space. M. Selecting between marked and current position. And then I'm going to do a control C to copy. Copied. And alt tab to my email. Studio work. Write no subject. Write no subject. Control V. Pasted. And we have it in the email message. I'm going to go up to the top of the message to make sure that we've got the beginning of it. Top heading level 4 Goliath. So I'm going to send this email to myself. Sending messages dialog. I'm going to go to my inbox. Studio recorder inbox Mozilla Thunderbird. And it should come up eventually. Subject colon red Mary Emerson 810 Let's press enter and see what we got. Selection by blank Goliath. Okay, it does show the extraneous stuff here. Blank selection by recently added books displaying items 1 through 340. Blank Goliath. Blank Wester Fiona. Blank Elegant and Download Goliath. DB74319 Guy Bindles Barbara. It does pick up some of the extraneous stuff, but at least you know that you're not going to have to go through all the extra effort with shift down arrow to get your information. So this is just a much quicker way to grab stuff. Another thing you can do, there's a speech thing where you can speed or slow down the speech and have it stick. When you did control alt page up, for example, or page down, it would slow the speech or speed it up, and then you would alt-tab away from it, and your speech would revert back to what it was before you did that. Well, now if you add the Windows key to that, so that's a lot of buttons to push, Windows, Control, Alt, Page Up, or Page Down, what you set, it sticks so that when you alt-tab away from it, it's the same as what you just set it to. So if you want to set it back, you can do your same... Windows, Control, Alt, Page Up, or Page Down, and then adjust it back to what you had before. So you still have a choice. You can do it with or without the Windows key. It's Control, Alt, Page Up, or Page Down. And so you can either use it with the Windows key or without the Windows key. That's going to do it for this intro to JAWS 14. Thank you for listening. From Main Menu, this is Mary Emerson. Vision Australia, blindness and low vision services. Welcome to this iOS 6 demonstration. And in this demonstration, I want to show you how you can enable Zoom now to use with VoiceOver. And before I get started, let me just say that I've got my iPhone, in my case 4S, turned on. VoiceOver is running and I'm currently sitting at the home screen of my iPhone. And of course, to turn Zoom on, we need to get into settings, general accessibility, and of course with voiceover, it's a one finger flick left or right to move around the screen, or drag your finger around the screen to find the item you want, and then a one finger double tap the item that we've just heard anywhere on the screen. So I'm going to touch the middle of my home screen at the moment. iTunes. Okay, one finger flick to the right. App Store. Settings. There's settings, and as you can hear, I've got my hints turned off with voiceover. So one finger double tap. 
settings. Can you touch towards the bottom of the screen for general? General button. Can double tap. General settings. Touch back towards button. the bottom of the screen again. Spotlight search button. Okay, well, three finger flick up to scroll the screen down. Rows eight to sixteen of sixteen. And touch towards the bottom of the screen again. Accessibility button. Accessibility. One finger double tap. Accessibility. General. One finger back button. To the right. Accessibility. Heading. Vision. Heading. Voiceover. On. But zoom. Off. Okay, button. Zoom is currently off. One finger double tap. Zoom. Accessibility. Back okay, button. One finger flick to the right. Zoom. Heading. Zoom. Off. Okay. Uh, zoom is currently off, and I'll double tap that to turn it on. But just have a listen to the instructions for Zoom if you're not familiar with it. Zoom magnifies the entire screen. Double tap three fingers to zoom. Okay, so double tap three fingers to zoom. Drag three fingers to move around the screen. Drag three fingers to move around the screen. Double tap three fingers and drag to change zoom. Double tap and drag three fingers to change the zoom. Okay, so let's flick back to the left to get back to the option to turn zoom on. Drag three fingers to move. Double tap three fingers. Zoom magnifies the entire zoom. Off. Okay, one finger double tap. On. Okay, and we are now running large print with voiceover. So, if I just do one finger flick Zoom to the magnifies right, the entire screen. Double okay, tap three fingers. just using normal voiceover. Now, this is probably not going to sound very good on the audio podcast because this is all visual. But if I now do a three finger double tap, I've now turned zoom on. Okay, and if I do another three-finger double tap, I've actually enlarged it on the screen because the first two finger with three fingers was just activating the zoom function. Okay, so if I tap the screen twice with three fingers and hold, one, two, and then I drag my fingers up, I'm increasing magnification. If I drag my fingers down, I'm decreasing magnification, take my fingers off the screen. Now if I just touch the screen with three fingers and drag around the screen with them, I'm now moving the magnification window on the screen. Now if you're ever in doubt whether you've got Zoom activated or not, remember that the normal voiceover command to mute speech is a three finger tap twice. So if I do three fingers now twice, one, two, okay, all I'm really doing is toggling the Zoom function on or off. So I do it again. Okay, we're not speaking. But if I do three fingers three times, one, two, three. Speech off. I'll turn the speech off. Okay, so I turn speech back on again three times, one, two, three, three fingers. Speech on. I've got speech back on again. Okay, so I can turn speech on or off by doing three fingers three times rather than twice for normal voiceover function. Okay, so I'm going to turn that function off again attached towards the top of the screen. Accessibility. Back button. To the right. Zoom. Zoom. On. Okay, I'm going to turn zoom off. One finger double tap. Off. Okay, and I can verify that by doing three fingers twice. One, two. Speech off. Okay, three fingers twice again. Speech on. Speech on. Or if I now do my three fingers three times. One, two, three. Screen curtain on. Okay, and I'll turn my screen curtain back on again. So you can verify, if you want to, that you actually have Zoom running at the same time with VoiceOver. So I'm just press the Home button and go back to the main home screen. Settings. And that completes this demonstration of using VoiceOver and Zoom at the same time. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this demonstration. Thanks for listening and bye for now. Vision Australia. Blindness and Low Vision Services.
Vision Australia, blindness and low vision services. Welcome to this demonstration of transferring a DAISY book from your Mac onto your iOS device, such as your iPhone, iPod Touch, or iPad. And of course, in the case of this demonstration, I've actually downloaded a book from the iAccess Online Vision Australia service through http colon forward slash forward slash i dash access online dot vision australia dot org so currently the book is sitting in my vision australia downloads folder and of course the first thing we need to do to prepare the book to get transferred over to my iphone in this case is to compress it so then we can use it with itunes to transfer the book across so first of all, before we get started, let me say that my MacBook Pro is turned on, VoiceOver is running, and let's start from a known spot on the Mac by going to the desktop with Shift VOD. Of course, the VO keys being the control and option keys held down together. So I'll do that now. Shift VOD or Shift Control Option D. Desktop, Dropbox alias, selected alias. Now the Vision Australia downloads folder is in my downloads folder on my Mac. So to quickly jump to the downloads folder, I'm actually going to do option command L. Downloads. Now in downloads window. List view. Now it's going to jump straight down to my downloads folder by just typing VIS for Vision Australia. Vision Australia downloads folder. Today one zero. Okay, and of course I could have interacted with that list view, which to put it in list view you can do command two. Interact with the list view by doing shift vo down arrow or shift control option down to interact with the list table vo down arrow control option down to get down to the vision australia downloads folder and then do what i'm about to do now which is command o to open up that folder open list view table okay now i'm going to interact with that table now because it's only currently got one book in it which is the host by stephanie meyer I'm going to interact with the table with shift vo down arrow or shift control option down arrow. Interact with list view table row one of one. Name the host folder column one row one. Okay, so we've got the host folder. Now we need to compress that whole folder into one file that we can then use with iTunes. So I'm going to activate my context menu for voiceover, which is shift vo m for Mary or shift control option m. Menu 14 items. Okay, and we're going to come down to compress. So VO dinner option dinner. Open. Move to trash. Get info. Compress the host. Okay, and that's exactly what I want to do. So I'm going to do VO spacebar control option spacebar. Closing one the host folder collapsed. Now in copy window. Compressing one four six items to the host.zip. Okay, so basically it's compressing now in Vision Australia downloads window. The host folder, column one row one, selected cell two items. Okay, so now we should have a host zip file now. So if I do VO dinner control from dinner. The host.zip zip archive. Host.zip zip archive. The reason why it said .zip is because I've actually got file extensions turned on in Finder on my Mac. Okay, so the host.zip file, not the folder, the file is the thing we're going to be using to transfer, in my case, over to my iPhone through iTunes. So I'll leave the file there for the moment. Now we need to go and run iTunes. So 
I'm just going to go back to my desktop for a known spot, and of course, again, that's Shift VOD or Shift Control Option D. Dropbox alias, selected alias. Let's go to the Applications folder because you want to get iTunes from there. So that's Shift Command A for iTunes. Applications, now in Applications window. I'll quickly jump down to it and type in ITU. iTunes.app application. 08 slash 06 slash. Okay, now of course, again, I could have interacted with the Applications table by doing Shift VO down arrow. And then VO down option down down to iTunes. And again, about to what I'm going to do now, which is Command O to open up iTunes. Open iTunes, iTunes, window, sources, table, row 2 of 26. Okay, now I'm on the source list of my iTunes table. I've already got my iPhone, in this case, plugged in. As you can tell, it's just synced itself. And I'm just going to jump down to it. Well, now my iPhone is David's iPhone, so I'm going to just type in DAV. David's VA iPhone, battery. 92% charging. Now, of course, I could have also interacted with that source table again with Shift VO down arrow, Shift Control Option down arrow, and then VO down arrow, Control Option down, down to my iPhone name. And then once I was on that, I could then interact with the table with Shift VO up arrow, Shift Control Option up arrow, and now we can move to the right with VO right arrow or Control Option right arrow. Summary selected radio button, 1 of 10. And now we over to the tabs, although VoiceOver calls them radio buttons, and we want to get to the apps radio button. So I'm going to do VO right arrow control option right arrow. Info radio button apps radio button 3 of 10. Okay, we want to select that with VO spacebar control option spacebar. Press apps. Selected apps radio button 3 of 10. Now we want to get to the scroll area so we can interact with it to find the file sharing table so that we can then transfer that host dot selected file. apps radio button thank you iphone again or itunes downloading some podcasts for me so we can get to that book the host dot zip file to transfer over in my case to the daisy player on my iphone which is called read to go that's r-e-a-d the number two and the word g-o go so read to go Okay, so let's do VO right here, control option right to get to the scroll area. Tones, radio button, 4 of 10. Music, movies, TV show, podcast, books, photos, scroll area. So let's interact with the scroll area with shift VO down arrow or shift control option down arrow. Interact with scroll area. Nine items, sync apps, check checkbox. Now just a tip here. I've currently got my apps checked on because I'm syncing apps to my iPhone you actually don't have to have that checked on. Indeed, you could actually plug in your iPhone into anybody's iTunes and transfer a book over just using the file sharing table to transfer, in our case, the Daisy book over to your iPhone. Now, I happen to know the file sharing table, as far as VoiceOver is concerned, is at the bottom of this window. So I'm actually going to jump to the bottom of the window and then move, if you like, to the left. So to get to the bottom of the window, it's actually Shift-V-O-End. And of course, using a MacBook Pro keyboard, the actual keystrokes are Shift, Function, Control, Option, Right Arrow, because of course the Function key turns the Right Arrow into my End key. Okay, so bottom of window is Shift, VO, End. Select apps from the list on the left to view the documents that are on your iPhone. Okay, so I'm going to do VO, Left Arrow, Control, Option, Left Arrow. File Sharing Apps Table, Row 1 of 12, Ariadne GPS, Text Selected. Okay, that's our file sharing apps table. So we need to select the app that we want to transfer 
the book over to and of course that's ready to go. So I'm going to interact with the file sharing apps table of course with shift vo down arrow or shift control option down arrow. Interact with file sharing apps table row 1 of 12. So and now we can move down to read to go in my case with vo down arrow control option down arrow. Downcast tap. Hokus AI, text, I writer, tax, Kindle, text, list recorder, text, mail shot, text, money reader, text, pages, text, proloquo to go, text, read to go, text. Okay, that's ready to go. That's what we want. So let's just uninteract for the moment with shift VO up arrow or shift control option up arrow. Stop interacting with file sharing apps table. And let's move to the right with VO right arrow, construction right arrow. Red to go documents, file sharing documents table. Now that's the current list of books in my case, currently in read to go on my iPhone. And if you wanted to indeed, you could interact with that table now. VO up and down arrow on it. And you could even do command delete to delete books off read to go using iTunes to get rid of the books for you. I don't want to do that at the moment, so I'm going to do VR right arrow contraption right arrow. Add button. I want to add a book or a file to read to go. So VA spacebar contraption spacebar. Press open. Now I'm actually going to force it to look in my downloads folder on my Mac. So I'm just going to do option command L to force it to my 24 downloads. rows added. So I'm going to interact with that table with shift VO down arrow or shift contraption down arrow. Display layout. Okay, now I happen to know that the book is in my Vision Australia, in my case, downloads folder. So I'm just going to type in VIS. Vision Australia downloads folder collapsed. And that's my, in my case, the Vision Australia downloads folder. I'm actually just going to expand that rather than going into it with VO backslash or control option backslash. And the backslash key, if you're not too sure where it is, it's above your enter key on the right hand side of your keyboard. Or below your delete key so basically it's the key between your delete key top and your enter key just below it so I'm going to do VR backslash now control option backslash two rows added row 24 expanded okay VR down control option down arrow. the host folder collapsed okay there's the host folder which was the actual folder that we then compressed into the zip file which is the next file down so VR down control option down arrow. the host.zip zip archive and that's the one that we want. So if I just press the enter key. Now in iTunes window, add button. Now, as you can probably tell from the sound in my mixer, my iPhone is becoming very busy because basically that walk is now being transferred over to my iPhone via iTunes. And it's finished making the noise now, which means it's basically completed. So let's just check where our cursor is. So VOF3 or control option F3. Add button is in the voiceover cursor. Okay, we're back to the add button. So let's move to the left. VO left or control option left to get to that documents table. Red to go documents, file sharing documents table, row one of 21. Change your underline of underline worlds underline. Okay, and let's interact with that table now to see if the host is indeed in that documents table now. So the interact command, of course, being shift VO down arrow, shift control option down arrow. Interact with red to go documents, file sharing documents table, row one of 21. Okay, and let's do VO down arrow, control down to see if we can find the book with the host. Dragons underline, Anders game, juxtapush, path underline, rogue underline, split and fit, the hobbit, the host dot zip, text, 398.7 MB, text, today one zero five. Okay, and indeed, there it is. So basically, we've now transferred the 
book over to my iPhone through iTunes and now that is all left to do is to let's be tidy up those iTunes and then we can go and have a look at and listen to the book on my iPhone using ready to go. So I'm just going to close iTunes for the moment because I don't need any more by just doing command Q. Quit iTunes. Finder. Applications window. Okay, back to the applications window. I'm just going to close that with command W. Close window now and desktop. Dropbox alias. Selected alias. Okay, so that's enough for the Mac for the moment. I'm kind of just going to leave my iPhone plugged in, but at this stage you could actually just take your iPhone out now that the file or book's been transferred across. So I'm just going to grab my iPhone off the table. Okay, so I've got my iPhone and basically I'm on the home screen that contains, in my case, the read to go application. And as we all know, if you touch the screen, VoiceOver will read what's under your finger, or you can do a flick left and right to move backwards and forwards on the screen, left to right, up and down. So basically I'm going to touch my screen to find my read to go application. Read to go. Okay, there's read to go. So one finger double tap to open. Read to go. Bookshelf. Button. Now in my case, what I'm going to do is tap on that bookshelf button because I was previously listening to another book. So I'm going to do one finger double tap. And I've gone back to my bookshelf. And that sound is probably through my mixer, the book currently unpacking. So I'm just going to do one finger flick to the right to go down item by item to find the host. Edit. Selected. Author. But latest. Search. Changer of Worlds. Dragon's Nest. Ender's Game. Selected. Juxtaposition. Path of the Fury. Road Squadron. Split Infinity. Sydney Morning Held. The Forest of Sight. The Hobbit. J the Host. Stephanie Meyer. Okay, and there's the host. Let's do one finger double tap to open up the host. Book Detail. Bookshelf. Back Button. And again, we can do a one finger flick to the right. Book Detail. The Host. Read. Button. And I'm going to do one finger double tap on the read button. Bookshelf. Button. The Hope by Stephanie Meyer. Narrated by Annie Maynard. Okay, so let's read out the title of the book. We're now in the main navigation window for the book, The Host. So if I come down to my home button down the bottom of the screen and come up a little bit. Play pause. Button. I've got the play pause button. So I can do one finger double tap to start the book playing. Play. The Host by Stephanie Meyer, okay. narrated by Annie one Maynard. Finger flick to the right. Next phrase. That's button. Phrase. Flick it's a daisy recording. Next section. Button. Next section. Service. Commit. Next section. About this daisy book. That's the next section. This audio book has been structured using one letter. The contents section. are as follows. One finger double tap again. Next Cover section. Notes. One finger double tap again. Next about section. About the author. One finger double tap again. Next dedication. One finger double tap again. Next section. One finger double tap again. Next section. One finger double tap again. Next Chapter section. one. Chapter Remembered. I knew it would begin with the end, and the end would look like death to these eyes. Okay, I had so been we warned. Can now sit back, relax, Not these eyes, my eyes, mine. So this I was me one now. Flick to the, left the language I found myself using was next phrase button. Okay, Boxy, blind, and linear. Impossible. Play pause button. Yet still, pause. And I've paused the book as well. Okay, so that's basically how you start listening to the book on the iPhone. Now, for the moment, I'm just going to close the Read to Go application by just pressing the Home button. Home. Books. Opened. And I've come back to my Books folder that I've currently got on my iPhone, which contains the Read to Go application. If I press my Home button again. Books folder. Five apps. Okay, I've closed 
that folder, press home again, and in my case, home, messages. I'm now finally back at the first icon on my default home screen, which is messages. So that's basically how you can compress a DAISY, in my case audio file, on your Mac, and then plug in your iOS device, in my case it was my iPhone, go to the device, go to the apps tab, or as VoiceOver calls it, the apps radio button, go into the scroll area, access the file sharing apps table, in my case I chose read to go, you then choose the add button, choose the compressed file of the book that you compress the folder into, and then hit enter on the book you want to transfer across, it then transfers it across to your iOS device again, i.e. in my case the iPhone, then you can leave iTunes alone, close it down, unplug your iOS device, come back to your, in my case, the iPhone, run the application, in my case, which was ready to go, access the book on the bookshelf, press the play pause button, and start listening to your book, in my case, the Daisy audio book. And just before I finish, I should say also that the Daisy player, ready to go, also does Daisy text, as well as Daisy Audio. So for folks that use Daisy text books as such, i.e. from Bookshare, which the app will actually automatically log you into, if you don't wish to use that, you can also use the Daisy text newspapers. If you're a member of the Vision Australia by Access Online Library Service. So I hope you've enjoyed this demonstration of transferring a Daisy Audio book from your Mac using iTunes over to your iOS device. If you've got any other questions about Apple accessibility, please contact the Adaptive Technology Help Desk at Vision Australia on 1300 847 466. Thanks for listening and bye for now. Vision Australia. Blindness and low vision services. the entire Main Menu staff. I'd like to thank you for being with us today here on Main Menu. We'll look forward to seeing you back again next week. Meantime, you have a good week and we'll see you soon.